This is an MVP podcast. My Village Productions. Welcome to Sipping Tea, a show where we explore the random thoughts that pop up at inconvenient times. I'm your host, Andy. Hello. And I'm Ida. I don't know. Let's, let's, okay. (laughs) That's fine. We can't hear the sounds, but y'all can. Um, This week, Andrew chose the talk it, talk it, the the talk it, the topic. I did. And I chose this topic because one, I love Disney. I am a Disney fanatic. I love everything about their parks. I love their (laughs) movies. Brings back great childhood memories. But. But. Big but. Big old but. I wanted to know the shady shit. Which to me is all of Disney. I wanted to know specific things that like are like the are like lurking in the shadows of like the Disney history. That's true, because you can't be a multi. I mean, honestly, where are they at now? They're trillions. Oh, it's like a trillion. They've probably got a different letter. I've never even heard of amount of money. Um, Yeah, there's going to be an underside to all that capitalism. Absolutely. It can't be smooth sailing. I will say. And it's global. Um, and it's global, right? It's like the pandemic. Um, So I got two things. First of all, trigger warning. Today we're talking about the dark side of Disney. There's everything from self endings to sexual violence to child some would say murder. <laughs> okay. Some would say murder. So before we dive into all of that, wants to play a game. Sure do. That's the new song. I like it. We should record it. Um, <laughs> Technically, you did. I did. <laughs> all right. Since I chose the topic, you go ahead and go first. All right. Andrew. Yes. Would you rather have all animals feel compelled to obey you um, if you come within 10 feet of them? Okay. Or be given the opportunity to, to genetically design a pet that will be loyal only to you with the combined DNA of three animals. Hmm. That's nice. That's interesting. That's a good one. Hmm. The first one. All animals within 10 feet. Yeah. Obey you. Obey me. Yeah. And the reason being is because I go to the zoo. Bruh. I'd be like, break free, my an- my brethren. <laughs> go, Simba. <laughs> Because then also you're not going to attack me. As soon as you get within 10 feet, I'm like, safety first. I'm going to be like, okay, sis, listen, focus. Are you focused? Look at me. Sarabi, I'm talking to you, girl. Right in the eyes. I'm going to set you free. Letting you go. Two key elements here. (laughs) Not going to attack me? Nope. You're not going to attack any of these people? No, nobody I like. We're 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 just getting you out of here? We're just getting loose. I mean, you can come home with me. That's fine. That's fine. But like... Just don't kill anybody. The sad part is that's like half the new normal in the metro area because we've got mountain lions just loose in everybody's backyard. I mean, <laughs> so wild. Denver's like, what are we doing? I don't even know. <laughs> so yeah, I would, I would definitely, I would do the first one. I, yeah. It would also just be fun to like, I don't know, like have a horde of animals behind me at all times. I just think it'd be cool because you could travel anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, always be safe. Oh, absolutely. Always There's a safe. mountain lion that's like stalking you in the mountains. You'd be like, bro, I see you. Right. I need you to calm down. They're like, they're like trailing you. They're like 20 feet back. Yeah. But then they break that threshold of 10 yeah. feet. All of a sudden, we're best fucking friends. Yeah. I'm giving her belly scratches. Yeah. I'm sending them out in the woods to get me some food. Yeah. You do the heavy lifting. I'll cook it for yeah. you. You know, we yeah. got a little simpatico relationship. Yeah. Now, I do want to double this one because the second part does sound fun. What would be your three animal combination? Because I was. Elephant, okay, giraffe. So you're, on it. you're on it. And an elephant and a giraffe. And then something with wings. Yeah. Like, um, can I say a pterodactyl? Because I feel like mm-hmm. it's an animal. You no, know, we'll say a pterodactyl because 
I'm thinking we got the body of an elephant. Okay. I was wondering we where we were going with this. We got the neck of a giraffe. Oh, shit. Weird. Okay. What's the head? But then a giraffe, because I love giraffes. Tiny head, big body. That's fun. Yeah. But then, like, we're going to need some girthy wings to get that off the ground. Oh, yeah. So that thinking, wingspan is, like, 45. I'm thinking pterodactyl. Yeah. That makes sense. I like where you're going with that. My first thought was the T-Rex from Jurassic Park where they like <laughs> they made her all unnecessarily smart and hideable and shit. Yeah, and I was like, okay, we don't need to yeah. do that. My first thought, I like Okay, so I went with crows cuz they're smart as shit, okay. but I don't I think I want the crow's brain. I don't think I want like any part of the physical body. <laughs> okay. Cuz they're so smart. The black feathers could be nice. It could work and the flight would be nice. So maybe mm. the wings, brain of a crow, um also elephant somewhere in there just because they're like badass. And then hmm then I went with the Jurassic Park, and I thought maybe we did need some sh- some squid hide abilities. Okay. You know, where it's like translucent. Maybe the feathers turn from black to clear, and you can't see it when it's like Ooh. swooping in like an owl to eat you. Ah! Right? And they're dead silent because yeah. of the, the feathers. Yeah, there's some, there's some danger in there. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Fun. Mita. That's me. This is fun for you. Oh, no. <laughs> Would you rather have plants grow at 20, twi- ta- 20 times? <laughs> Would you rather have plants grow at 20 times their normal rate when you are near? Ooh. Or for people and animals to stop aging when you are near them? Ooh, interesting. So you could have Cleo forever. That's true. You could have I could have Chester forever in that second scenario. I'm imagining the implication I but also only, would not then age. They would always have to go with you everywhere and i'm saying like she needs personal time <laughs> and then also so like okay so i am a am like a house plant person yeah um and right now i mean i have like 20 something plants and i have a big monster in my living room yeah that motherfucker grew 20 times the speed just because i walked into the house my house would blow up like you couldn't sleep i couldn't have plants you in my home get the leaves yeah the big like three foot leaves <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah in colorado yeah yeah where there's no water i don't know but then it's like okay so if everybody you said slow aging or doesn't age doesn't age but i'm assuming i also am immortal <laughs> i'm assuming because wouldn't it be some shit if, like you Your stay 30 and i'm 55 and i'm like what the fuck i don't know i think i'd have to go to the second one okay animal and people animal and people longevity but also the idea of um immortality is like it's not even my nightmare it just sounds fucking horrendous i've been here for 34 years and i'm tired now ah aura right give me some sleep bitch needs a a rest and a break 80 80 90 years is it's good but it sounds like a lot it it is good Um, okay, so right. you and I both have some like unique Disney cases that we want to talk about or incidents. Magic Kingdom to Tragic Kingdom. Ooh. I read that on a website. I'm not a Oh, dang it. I <laughs> thought you thought of it. And I was like, oh, I wish. That's going to be the name of the episode. <laughs> no, that's um, the research. You can do it though. Titles, whatever. True. So since we each have a list of things, mm-hmm. I think we should just go back and forth. Do you have yours in uh, some any type of order? No. Okay, mine's kind of well, pseudo chronological. To me personally, Uh-oh. they're kind of ordered in like from like least of my favorite to like my favorite. What do you mean moments. by favorite? Like the ones that like my favorite ones are the ones that like really blew my mind. Mm, mm-hmm. And then like okay. the other ones are just kind of like meh. These are cool. I'm gonna talk about it. Right. But yeah, I think I, I have them pseudo chronologically and then I have it divided between just fatalities and then also homicides because some people just okay. pop off so stupid you in the parking lot. So you went with like 
Disney murder. I went with um, Disney like tragedies. They're, not all okay. of them are murders. Okay. Not everybody does. Okay. Okay. But there's yeah. a lot of deaths. I... <laughs> Just went through some just interesting things about Disney, about Walt, about some of the things that happened in their movies. Well, things that happened at like, the studios. Do you have like a history of Disney and Walt? Like, when did it start? No? What the? Like, when did the parks open? Do you have that? I don't know. Oh, that. not off the top of my head. No. My first tragedy was... is July 1955. Okay. And I feel like it opened in. Like 51 or something? We can Google this. I mean, we don't have to. It's not that deep. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's been, a, it's been a long time. Should have left you without a dope beat to step to. Step to. Step to. I fucking step knew to, you would appreciate it. Disneyland Park opened in July 17th, 1955. 55. Oh, so that same month. <laughs> the Which the month that, opened. That tracks, though. Because this is <sighs> this is a brand new place. Right. The rides probably were like tested very well, probably probably not at all. Let's be honest. I mean, it the standards the for security in the nineteen fifties. Safety. I mean, OSHA wasn't even a thing. I don't think it was a thing. It wasn't. So you I mean, no, no, black that people tracks. were allowed to go in there. <laughs> that tracks. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah July nineteen fifty-five. I'll just come in hot. July nineteen fifty-five. A railroad operator um, for one of the tracks or whatever. Yes. He moved the train track before the train had fully passed, so oh. the caboose went off the tracks and it derailed, but nobody was hurt. Okay. So that was just the first, I guess, incident. Okay. Technically, first like mechanical error. It was the first like whoops. Oops. And then like seven hundred million dollars of lawsuits later. <laughs> for real though <laughs> back then it was probably like hundreds of dollars if but, even right yeah um like we'll give you fifty dollars right disney's only worth three hundred thousand and you're right. like what <laughs> you've been animating for 20 years but that was a lot of money back then mm -hmm. it was okay so cool let's get into it back in 1974 ooh, we have 18 year old debbie stone who was hired as a hostess for america sings which was the latest musical performance at Disneyland. Can I interrupt real quick? Yes. Have you been to Disney World or Disneyland? I've been to both. You've been to both. So you you know these places. Yes. Okay. So good. I've never seen America Sings. I don't think they, they do open that anymore. anymore. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> shortly after Debbie left the stage one evening during a performance, the park guests heard a blood-curdling scream. Ooh. They immediately tried to find the source of the scream and found Debbie crushed to death between the rotating wall and the stage. To this day... Nobody knows what exactly happened to Debbie Stone or how she managed to get crushed by the stage wall. Whoa, that's crazy. There was no witnesses, supposedly. Supposed, right, unless it was a murder. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so I have one actually a year before that. Okay. In okay. June of 1973, 18-year-old um, Bogdan, okay, these are names, 18-year-old <laughs> Bogdan Delarue okay. and his 10-year-old brother, both of them from New York, Okay. they hid out on Tom Sawyer, Sawyer's Island and waited for the park to close. Okay. And then they just kind of like had a good old sibling time. They yeah. romped and they rolled. But then they tried to swim across the rivers of America. Yeah. Which is apparently about 100 feet wide. Yeah. Never seen it in my life. Yeah. And the little brother couldn't swim for shit. 10 years old for some reason yeah. just couldn't kick push. Big brother drowns. Little brother puppy paddles to the side and then they pick him up the next day. Makes sense. Gag. A lot of children have drowned in that river. And you know what? I've been going through my list. There's like a lot. It's a lot of a lot of a lot of things happen mm -hmm. in Disney. I feel like there's so something in the air. That one I think is where they have like the big like boat like steamroller. 
Oh, that goes down the river. Yeah, because oh. it's supposed to be like the Mississippi River. That makes sense. Okay, rivers and of America. And they have sense. like the Tom Sawyer Island in the center, and then it goes oh. like the boat goes around the island. Damn. Yeah, hundred feet is big now that I picture it in my mm-hmm. head. You right. Yeah. That's wild. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The older brother he ended up a drowning. Damn. Damn. All right. This one was just fun and takes place over several years. Oh shit. Okay. Walt Disney. <laughs> was an FBI informant. I feel like I heard this somewhere, like drunk history or something stupid. So. Oh, no. From 1940 until his death in 1966, Walt Disney secretly served the FBI. Disney was tasked Damn. with reporting on the activities of Hollywood actors, writers, producers, directors, technicians, and uh, union activists, um, and anybody that was suspected of political subversion. Uh, right. Which back in those days, like, I mean, it's so embarrassing. You but could like, wear, like, teal, and they'd be like, Communist. If you were wearing red, they would be like, oh, you're a socialist. You're, yeah. like, working with the Ruskies and shit. And it's like, calm down. Calm down. It's a good color. It's a beautiful color. <laughs> so the earliest recorded communication between Walt and J. Edgar Hoover was in July of 1936. He was in communication with Damn. Hoover, bro. Yeah, and Hoover is the literal devil. I would love to do an episode on him. <laughs> okay. Absolute trash. I'm down. Absolute trash. The information was, was made public in 1993 because of the Freedom of, of Information Act. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, but the majority of all the of the documents were blacked out. Of course. Um, which makes it impossible for us to know like which celebrities Disney reported to be communists. 1936. It was all black jazz musicians who weren't allowed to go into the park anyway. <laughs> Wait for it. Oh no. Throughout the 50s, the FBI also assisted Disney in acquiring permits and building Disneyland in Los Angeles. Really? Yeah. In 1961, Hoover actually helped write the script for the Disney film Moon Pilot, which is a film that depicted young children looking up to FBI agents. Of course, yeah. Three ep- And then three episodes of the Mickey Mouse Club were also specially dedicated to the FBI. You said that was the 1950s, right? The Moon yeah. Pilot? Because Disney also worked closely with the former Nazi who got us to space in the 1960s. We gonna talk about them, too, girl. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, well, he did some Walt things. fucked with some Nazis. He, he, it was a time in the world. Everybody we, was confused. We gonna get to the Nazis. Don't wow, worry. that's crazy. All right, I'm gonna take it way back. This one okay. actually, this one actually shocked me the first take time I back, read it. Back, back again. Back, back, back again. So this is 1966. Okay. So we're already working with the FBI. Yes. Um, we're already working with Nazis to space. Yes. We're in it, right? So 19 year old Thomas Guy of okay. California. Uh, a lot of people from California died at Disney World. It makes sense. <laughs> Disneyland. Um, Disneyland, excuse me. So I guess they have a thing at Disneyland. They have an annual high school, like, senior celebration or senior party, and it's called Grad Night. Oh, fun. Right? Like, I didn't a, know that was What a, a great thing. reason to live in California. Right. That's fun. So um, young Mr. Thomas Guy, he decided he was going to sneak into the park, and he said okay. he was going to do it by walking okay. along the train track, and then when it gets to a certain part, he would just kind of get in there. The monorail? I think so. That makes sense. Anyway, he was hit by the train, crushed, and then his body was dragged down the track. Damn. Yeah, that one really took me like through that a was, loop. That got violent. A lot of draggings. <laughs> a lot of train draggings. At Which Disneyland. I mean, I guess it makes sense, right? Because these are mechanical rides, right? And if somebody's doing something dumb, like trying I to mean, sneak in, yeah, you're going, I mean, you're going to get got, children. Yeah, that's that's a horrible, violent death. I hope it was quick. I imagine because it said that he was hit, then crushed. Okay. So I imagine by the time the dragging happened, the, I would, the soul had left. And, that, and that's fucked up to say, but it's like I, I would rather if no. he have been quick than yeah. like him be like 
semi-coherent as he's being dragged on that's gross oh no no i'm the same like when i listen to my true crime podcast like yeah. the one that sounds the one that's made by um id yes every time they're talking about how people are murdered i'm like please god let them go quickly because it's it's never good to no be tortured no not at all no that's not a win-win situation so <laughs> <laughs> here's my little nap my nazi section was next oh, actually good. good timing so walt disney once toured Nazi propaganda filmmaker mm -hmm. Laney uh, Reifenstahl around his studio in 1938. This was only one month prior to the anti-Semitic uh, violence of Kristallnacht. Oh, shit. That's right. It's like a month after hate crimes. He's yeah. like, here's where we draw Mickey Mouse. Here is the most innovative design studio in the world. We'd love for you to make some anti-Semitic propaganda here. Yes. <sighs> so... Disney later on did make anti-Nazi propaganda films during the war. For for the United States, yeah. Once we got involved, I think. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. But at first he was like, money? Yes, please. Other um, notable Disney Nazi mentions. <laughs> Not a list. Are the Der Fuhrer's Face, which is a cartoon that shows Donald Duck as a Nazi soldier working in a warehouse. I've heard of that. <laughs> I didn't know it was real. I thought it was like a fun internet hoax. Nope. Gag. Gag me with a spoon, Brenda. <laughs> and Walt Disney was also known to attend meetings of the pro-Nazi German-American Bund group. And then people are joking that maybe he was just getting, he was just get doing research for his Donald Duck cartoon. <laughs> okay, so here's another gag. Here's something I just know off the yes. top of my head. So that actually makes sense because for uh, Hitler, his plan was when he won, when he won everything, right? Yeah. He was actually going to move his headquarters to California. Oh. And there is a small, like, compound on the coast of California where the Nazi um, swastika is still evident on the top of the building. That oh. was going to be Hitler's new home. So it kind of makes sense that at the time you've got Hitler and the Nazis just decimating yeah. their part of the world. But then you've got Disney, who's anti-Semitic and, I mean, truly, I mean, at that point, probably a billionaire yeah. Yeah, in, yeah. in the time or whatever. Um, and I have no doubt that they probably worked together because he was in yeah. California. And I, so I will... I'm not defending anybody. Can't defend. I'm him. not saying any like that he was right. No. But he likely was a product of his time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walt Disney is old. He's a he's a he's a he's a rich white man who so, was born in the 19 teens or something. When he made these racist cartoons, Song of the South. When he, he was made doing popular Fuhrer's face. It was pop culture. Yes. That was pop culture at the time. And it was taboo, right? Like it's something if you're making one of your prominent characters dress up in a Nazi mm -hmm. soldier, guess what everybody's going to be talking about? Donald Duck is a Nazi soldier. It's, and it gets your brand and your market out to the people. Speaking of Donald's who troll, I mean, literally, this is the exact same thing that Trump did. Yes. He ran for office to get his brand out there. Yes. We were dumb enough to vote for I say we. They were dumb enough to vote for him. Say, I have to say we. Not, don't group me with those I, but people. But we technically are because we're American. I know. And he was the American president. I know. So technically. I know. But I'm, I still don't claim it. Yeah, that was a questionable time, and he he officially he officially um, hired his campaign staff for twenty twenty four. So yeah. buckle up, kids. Well, they said that if he doesn't run, you know, the January Sixers are going to get even more mad. Which I and I was like, aren't you all in jail? I you? honestly <laughs> could see that. Oh, absolutely. I, I they have no. He, they have no. I just hope that there's a sound minded person that comes 
from the that side that beats him in the preliminaries. We'll see what happens. I, I have no faith in nobody anymore. Me neither. I'm just stay. I'd be at home. We I remember back in like what was that 2014 when he was like I'm running and we were like <laughs> sit down old man. But then they put and Quentin then, up there and I was like huh. Literally, <laughs> when I found out huh. that she was the running mate, I was like, well. Well, and then the Democrats lost gonna, me. When we they... gonna try real hard, but I, right. don't think, I don't think this is good. Well, and then the Democrats fucked up when they took the Bernie votes and gave them to Hillary for the DNC. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. So they just literally threw my vote away because, of course, I voted for Bernie. I'm a hippie. Um, I recycle and compost. <laughs> Who else am I going to vote for? But yeah. All right. Let's get back into mm-hmm. Tragic Kingdom. Yes. Isn't that, isn't that an album from like... Um, What's her name? Gwen Stephanie? No. Didn't she write a? Didn't she have an album called Tragic Kingdom? I don't think. Isn't so. that the um? Nope, that's the wrong song. Anyway, <laughs> I was singing it in my head, and I'm pretty sure it was Hillary Duff, and I'm like, that's not Gwen Stephanie. I had a whole moment. Gag me with the spoon, Brenda. Hillary Duff. That's not her real voice. No, didn't she always have like an artist? She lip syncs. It was her sister. Shut your face. Yeah. Did her sister get a majority of the money? Nope. Ooh, I don't and think sisters so. fight too. I don't think so. Sisters yeah. fight for real. Jamie Lynn and Brittany. Giggity but also, giggity. Jamie was like a real piece of trash. So Jamie, I thought Jamie Lynn was a spear. She so. is. I said Jamie Lynn and Brittany. Oh, Jamie Lynn and Brittany. You're right. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I was stuck on Duff. All right. Anyway, August 1977. Sorry. Yes. Tragic Kingdon. Kingdon? Kingdon. Harry and Marietta Goods, four-year-old okay. son, straight away from the family while they were waiting for the parade. Okay. Um. Oh no. And then they found him floating in Cinderella's Cinderella's castle moat. Just wow. Got away and had a drown. So they sued Disney for four million dollars, claiming the area wasn't properly secured, which I think is fair. If you're just letting a four-year-old get into Cinderella's moat and there's no adults, yeah, there was something there. However, the jury found both parties equally liable, and they awarded the family two million, so they got half of what they. Okay. Ate. And in 1977, that's a huge fucking chunk yeah. of money. But like your four-year-old just gets lost in a massive crowd. Yeah. Floating in the water. Yeah, that's that sad. Sucks. Yeah. All right. This we're this next one we're we're bringing it up. Kind of more recent. Okay, I'm going to bring it back to the past because this one's funny, but then we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll keep okay. volleying back and yeah, forth. Yeah, 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 I like this. Two chefs at Disneyland Paris committed suicide in 2010. Oh. And another employee in 2013 attempted to light themselves on fire. What is that called? self Uh-huh. One of the chefs left a note behind that said, I don't want to work for Mickey anymore. He doesn't want to work for a cartoon mouse. That's a level. That's a level of sadness. And I, okay, so like this is not to make light of a situation, but I this made me think. I was like, wouldn't that be like the most annoying thing in the world that like anytime something gets like announced to the company, mm-hmm. it's like a video and it's like Mickey Mouse talking. <laughs> it's like, we're going to not allow you to do this anymore. We're going <laughs> to let the coloreds in now. You got to be nice. Like I would lose my mind. Yeah, if all of my upper level management stuff came down in the voice and and vision of mickey yeah or even Minnie. that's worse oh so high pitched i would just right in the kitchen right along with him so in an interview with the family the father said that his son was uh very depressed after mm. disney switched their food from being fresh to frozen <gasps> of course a chef is gonna so, cry so the, the person that wrote the list that i got the majority of these from he mm. said um that would be like the he's like i understand that would be the final straw for any french man <laughs> 
bruh, you're a you're a French chef. Your yeah. life is butter and like julienne vegetables and more butter. Mm. Croissants. Yeah. So good. Pan chocolate. Pan chocolate. Right? And then they just like make you microwave shit? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, I I'm yeah. I I get that. I actually get that. Yeah. That's that's terrible. Yeah. Uh taking it back again, 1976. Okay. This one, it's it's still harassment, so I'm not gonna laugh at it, but it is it is kind of funny how Disney got out of this one. So one woman sued Disney claiming that one of the three little pigs cast members. Okay. Um in It's a Small World, I yes. guess they're in there. Um uh in the in that attraction, they sexually harassed her slash groped her. Okay. So they ended up going to court, obviously. And Disney, they actually disproved her case. Uh Quote, uh, Disney disproved this with the costume. Quote, the costume had short and operable arms that made it impossible for the cast member to grope anyone while in costume. So Disney actually won. Interesting. So the arms couldn't move in the costume, so she couldn't get groped. Interesting. And that actually happened twice. There's two lawsuits about that. Interesting. Yeah. There was one. I'll just tie this in, actually. Yeah, go so for 1978, it. which would have been two years after the Three Little Pigs okay. case. An incident between Winnie the Pooh and a little girl went to court with the parents claiming that Winnie had slapped the little girl. Okay. And the cast member argued that the little girl was being annoying, which I was like, that's my own word, annoying. But they said the little girl was pulling on the costume. Okay. And that when the person in the Winnie the Pooh costume turned around, they knocked the little girl over. Okay. He proved his case by wearing the costume into court and was able to convince the jury that the arms of the costume would not let him slap the little girl. I mean, if anything, she probably just got knocked over. Because, I mean, it's a it's a mascot costume. And it's massive. Yeah. It's going to stick out three, they four feet from your body. Little to no line of vision. Bruh. For they, real. Especially back then. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I get it. Yeah. I but get it. it you, yeah, because you think about yourself, and then you put yourself in a suit, so now yourself, your your physical space has expanded, you know, you're, you're five feet wider or whatever. Yeah. You don't, you can't just, I don't see who's behind me. Especially not your annoying ass child. And that case, that uh, incident occurred in 78, went to court in 81. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to take it way back, 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 back again. Big, big, big. To 1937. Holy shit. When the OG came out. <laughs> the OG Disney princess. Oh, yeah. Snow White. Snow White, yeah. Um, Adriana Casalotti, best known for, the, for being the voice of Snow White. Which I fucking hate. Um, and it's actually a little known fact that that is the only role that you will ever know Adriana for. And it's because Disney banned Adriana oh. from doing future work that required her to use her voice. This was done in order to preserve the quote unquote illusion of Snow White. He even banned her from being interviewed on the radio. Oh, shit. By essentially blackballing her to this extent he single-handedly ended her career as right. it was about to start damn so that would be like um seth mcfarlane not being allowed to do stewie when mm -hmm. he's like out in public even yeah. though it is his own character like yeah. i get why disney did it but nowadays um i believe voice actors actually have the right to their characters like Which they have the right to their voice i would hope so yeah. because that's my voice that's my voice it's I literally my voice i literally yeah. created this character yeah. for you you wrote you wrote it all you down created a character i brought it to life yeah. literally yeah. um and then also i'm the one who does it so it is my voice yeah <laughs> i don't know how yeah. else to word that. i have creative control over this interesting yeah so she 
she was pretty essentially blackballed from Hollywood. She wasn't allowed to do anything. Nobody would hire her to do movies, nobody or anything. Because Disney was just like, we own you because we own the voice and the yeah. character, which is, I'm happy we're not in those times anymore. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, March 1981. This is one of the first homicides. So it's not just okay. accidents that happen okay. at Disney World. People get murked. Murder. 1981 March okay 18 year old Mel Yorba 80s were a dark time this Every, is all I mean, tracking this is making sense you have the lead poisoning of the 70s you're getting into the 80s everybody's doing cocaine I get it um 18 year old Mel Yorba and 28 year old James O. Driscoll so okay. they're a decade apart they started fighting apparently uh the older 28 year old accused the younger 18 year old of touching his girlfriend okay so then O'Driscoll the 28 year old just just pulled out a knife and stabbed him in the chest. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. A jury awarded Mel's family $600,000 for Disney's negligence, which I'm assuming was like allowing somebody to enter the park to with a massive a, knife. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Just bananas. So one of like the most amazing aspects of going to like a Disney park. Okay are their their shows that they do i've seen video and it does look incredible it's insanity when you see the like just the pyrotechnics yeah. that are involved the lighting it, yes in the show the fireworks when everything. they when they cast like entire movie scenes onto like cinderella's castle and you're like how, oh, how yeah. do they even how, do this where, where's the mat witchcraft yeah yeah um so one of the uh during one of their shows which involves setting fire to water Okay. Um. It. It's. I, I don't like that. <laughs> when I when I heard this, I I automatically th I think it's the show where Maleficent comes out and she's like dragging Maleficent oh. and she's blowing fire out onto this like over the water. Yeah. And it kind of okay. And, that makes. But sense. then the water catches on fire and it stays on fire. Man isn't meant to set water on fire. It's weird, right? <laughs> um. So during one of their shows, a whole family of ducks were burned to death during the show. So to avoid this in the future, Disney has now installed bubble machines underwater in order to scare away the ducks. Oh, cute. Like it's like bubbling or something. Mm -hmm. Smart. I'm sad that they killed the whole family. I, li I literally was like, I'm going to put this in here because I think we both agree that we like animals yeah. more than humans. Yeah, humans are terrible. There's too many of us cut that out. But the ducks didn't see it coming. They didn't. They were just happy. They were just living. Yeah. Water. That's what they do. You think it smelled good? I don't know. I wonder how hot the fire was. I imagine people probably saw it. Ew. A lot, which of, is a lot of kids probably why. <sighs> so many children yelling they killed Donald. <laughs> so many children yelling that they killed Donald. Yeah, bro. That's dark. Yeah. Um. Oh, this one was fucked up. 1984, January. Okay. Matterhorn bobsleds? The Matterhorn is one of those rides sorry that they so the matterhorn is one of those rides that they say is is cursed okay yeah so many incidents have happened on that ride i'm interested to i'm interested to see which one you pulled out did is it still going is the bobsled still exist or was mm -hmm. it shut okay well okay 1984 i wasn't even alive yet dolly young was thrown from her sled because she didn't buckle in so it is kind of like mm -hmm. I mean, you can't victim blame, but you can't. Um, and she landed on the lower level tracks where an oncoming bobsled train crushed her head and upper body. Wow. Yeah. That's okay. what that's my exact response. Dark. Yeah. Yeah. There was there's another one where um, the ride caught on fire. Maybe. The bobsled one. Yeah. There was I have another fire one on here, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, well, 
weirdly, thankfully. Yeah, the family didn't die. Okay, good. But they did get like severely injured and burned. Yeah, there's and the gag is like I I wrote down like homicides, fatalities, and then I think I have a couple where people actually survived. Mm-hmm. But the number of just sheer accidents, yeah, especially for cast members, yeah, I don't understand how Disney's allowed to operate. It it almost seems like they're doing it for fun. Uh, uh, <laughs> OSHA should have shut them down like, a long time. Genuinely, ago. there's that um, there's that documentary on HBO. Did you watch it? Uh-uh. It's like the the death park that was open in New Jersey back in the nineties. Yes, the water park. The water park of doom. Yes. If you have not watched it, I forget the name of it. But if you just go on HBO and I type in like the name death of it park, too. yeah. I asked my parents, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you you would." They had advertisements for it like all Everywhere. Over, all over the United States. People would go there. So they have just aside here so that documentary they have a bunch of footage from the yeah. 90s because mtv it was a it was the hangout for all the tri-state yeah. area area gen x high school kids Which, at the time i mean i mean jersey. and it's also oh. in new jersey watch the documentary let your bl- your mind just be blown the the amount of like the whole park was operated by like teenagers it was completely run it was 13 year olds telling 15 year olds what they can and cannot do and then a bunch of macho new yorker boys lord of flies situation legit and it was like one adult and he was like "Eh." except we're like they didn't eat the fat kid but you know (laughs) no but they would publicly shame the fat kid for being fat they would the 90s were dark for everyone so (laughs) disney in general goes out of its way to protect themselves from being seen in like the wrong light, right? Always, always, always. So I'm really sure that I am positive you want to know this fact. <laughs> All right. That a B movie horror film was filmed at both Disneyland and Disney World without the park's permission. Really? The movie is called Escape from Tomorrow and it was directed illegally on Disney's property by Randy Moore. Well, now we got to watch it. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to see what the footage Absolutely. looks like. It's just like a family from Indiana in the background, like having a time of their lives or something. Yeah. And then there's like a scary zombie dude running out or something. I got to see that movie. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, This one I want to do because it's a bit, oh, man, it is a lot to take in. Okay. September. Okay. 1992. Okay. Andrew. Andrew was here. I was alive. <laughs> Not making memories? I was one. You were doing stuff, though. 1.6. Good for you. Getting stuff. Math? Okay. Excuse me. New Yorker. So, coming in hot. Okay. Alan Ferris was stalking his ex-girlfriend who worked at Epcot (laughs) in Orlando. Oh, no. Okay. He illegally entered the park at 11 p.m. And according to Orange County Sheriff's Deputy Jim Solomons, quote, when the security guard started questioning him, he took a 12-gauge shotgun out of a bag and shot three times at the guard. Wow. Coming in hot, right? So those three shots ended up breaking a bunch of windows in the Journey into Imagination Pavilion. Okay. Um, which I don't know what that is, but it sounds cool. So security security sends a radio. They're like, bro, we need backup. Like, there's a man in here with a gun. The park is closed. We don't know what's happening. So then Alan takes two workers hostage and goes into a nearby bathroom. They're they're in the they're in the bathroom for ten minutes. You keep hearing him shout, "You gotta shoot me! You gotta shoot me!" That's what he's yelling, like, "Shoot me!" or whatever. And then he says, "You're going to have to kill me." So then, without warning, Alan puts the gun to his temple and pulls the trigger. The man is still alive and able to struggle briefly, according to the sheriff's office. Wow. And then he expired either en route to the to the hospital or shortly after arriving at Orlando Regional Medical Center. Wow. Just came in hot. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. And technically, looking at this timeline, all of this happened in, like, not even 30 minutes. That's wild. Like he was in that's the bathroom fucking, for 10 and then he just, yeah, wild. that's wild. 92. Again, it was rough for all of us. How? 
The 90s were also a time. The 90s were a great time, but they were also a terrible time. <laughs> so <laughs> in 1938. Damn. All right. I'm taking it back again. Back to the Nazis. Mary Ford of Arkansas received a letter concerning her application for an animator position. Okay. The letter read, Dear Miss Ford, your letter of recent date has been received in the inking and painting department for reply. Women do not do mm -hmm. any of the creative work in connection with preparing the cartoons for screen, as that work is performed entirely by young men. Yep. For this reason, girls are not considered for the training school. This letter was also penned by a female employee that was like an assistant at Disney at the time. This that's America. Yeah. Like you're a woman getting a check. Probably half the amount of these dudes who aren't even doing the work. Probably more talented than half the people. 99% the of the time, which yeah. is state facts for facts. And then you're a woman who now has to write the letter to another woman that she's not allowed to do what the mm -hmm. boys do. I fucking hate this. And country. it was like on a letterhead with like with Snow White Disney, and the seven doors yeah. on top of it. It was some. I hope she like framed it and kept that letter. Oh, uh, the the the. Uh, picture that i saw looked like a photocopy absolutely of the and Keep it was it like forever. you type it was like typewriter like yeah on a typewriter well yeah because only women were allowed to do all the the clicky clackety mm -hmm. all the clickety clackety and then of course when computers come out we build the code but we're not allowed to be the, the programmers yeah, yeah, okay yeah, america yeah, yeah. get it together this one's not as violent but it was it was interesting okay 1985 the monorail um a group of passengers had to kick out the windows and climb okay. on the roof because their oh. part of it had caught on fire Wow. And then they didn't get okay. out of there until the fire department came in and, and swooped them. Well, yeah, because I, I think the monorail is it's pretty high mm -hmm. up on the track. That's kind of crazy. Based on the pictures I saw, it's like it's in the up you're there. in the sky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wild. So <laughs> this one just made me giggle. Oh no, giggling is good. A legitimate phone sex hotline was used in the original the original release of Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. Oh shit! Tim Allen jokes in the movie that his ex wife can be reached at one eight hundred spank me. Of course, that's real. <laughs> Several children reportedly dialed the number, and it turned out to be a genuine sex hotline, forcing the production studio to change the phone number to one eight hundred pound for the movie's <laughs> DVD release. <laughs> And of course, one eight hundred pound is just a gay men's sex line. <laughs> right. Absolutely. No, that's great. That and you know who did that? A bunch of children millennials. That yeah. was their first step into using the phone. They're like, "What's one eight hundred spank me?" And then you hear like the, hey. like that's not. That's not for that's anybody. That's not a, that's not appropriate for yeah. children. That, that just that, that just made me giggle. That does make me giggle. And maybe that's why. Maybe that's why they ended up switching. Like the sex lines were are now one nine hundred. Yeah. The, yeah. The one instead of one eight hundred. One nine hundred is also what they use for um psychics and shit too. Yeah. Isn't it the one? where it's like um toll is that a toll i think it's like yeah the commerce yeah. the commerce phone lines or whatever yeah. where you get charged per minute something like that yeah yeah because what they did with the california psychics that got uh miss cleo canceled yeah it originally started as a 1-800 but then what call you would do is you would call 1-800 california psychics or whatever and then they'd be like oh you got to call back at this number to get in contact with miss cleo and that was the 1-900 oh, okay and then you would just take everybody's money okay. um so i just have like a little mini section here um, I feel like I'll say it. I feel like Disney's hiding some shit because okay. there have been more heart related deaths, like quote unquote pre-existing conditions yeah. popping off at Disney. You're right. Either every toddler in America is like eating too many fatty steaks and has heart conditions or Disney's covering some shit because we're talking about like two and four year olds who are like dying on roller coasters. And they're like, oh yeah, it was a pre-existing condition. And I was like, was it they don't even have bones yet 
<laughs> Bones are all soft. They're all soft. 2017, February 2017, a 15 a 15-year-old or 15, excuse me, 54-year-old man collapsed after riding Big Thunder Mountain. Okay. Pre-existing condition. 2006, a 12-year-old from Kentucky died on the rock or had a pre-existing heart attack thing on the rock and roller coaster at disney's hollywood studios yeah and he died before reaching the hospital but then wow. disney wasn't found culpable because it was a quote pre-existing condition interesting like, what are you what are you doing to these people where these four-year-olds have pre-existing heart heart disease and shit <laughs> <laughs> i just i had to mention For that real. i'm calling disney out you're, you're covering something up i can see it i can see it i can see it so this last one all right because that was that was my last one too is probably like way too freudian to be true oh no but have you ever noticed that disney's heroes often have mothers who have died in like really fucked up ways first of all disney loves killing a mom it doesn't matter if you're a deer it doesn't matter if you're fucking human disney kills a mom real quick you got bambi yes the little mermaid yes beauty and the beast yes more recently finding nemo you right single dads so they all feature a hero that is being raised by a single father yes typically it is suggested that the reason for this is because Walt Disney's own mother died by asphyxiation mm. after a boiler was not installed properly in the home that Walt Disney purchased for her. Ooh, that makes sense. I could see it. Yeah. And then I could see it. One quick honorable mention. This one's fun. I forget the I forget the time when it was. It was back in like the 70s, I think, or something. Okay. But um they had a pubic lice and scabies outbreak amongst the cast members. <laughs> And it was everybody was fucking. <laughs> so no. No. Oh no. They had like a little bit of like a what's the religion with the magic underwear? Uh Mormonism. Yes. LDS. So they had like underwear that everybody shared for all of like the costumes. We were doing this in the 1970s? Something like that. Wow. Yeah. I think that's actually the decade where the Mormons <laughs> gave up on the magic underwear, too. So maybe it was earlier then. It, I don't know. No, but I'm just but, saying. Uh so because of that outbreak, they now are allowed to wear their own underwear in the costume. Gag me. Gag. gag. <laughs> the idea. First of all, I'm going in for an interview. Right. And they're yeah. like, you're you're a tall, busty lady. You'll fit great into this. I don't know. Goofy costume or whatever. And I'm like, cool. And then they're like, by the way, you got to share your panties. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you about? talking about? What are you talking about? These are my special underwear. Cubic lights and scabies. scabies. Which is like... <laughs> Under the skin bugs, <laughs> and they like they pet and they like, mm, and they look like well, it's gross. Why would you do that? Oh my god, it was unclean, too much. too much, unclean. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Sip and Tea. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Sip and Tea three hundred three. And if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, you can do so at MVP Andy. You can follow me at Black Girl Jeeping, but like honestly, wash your hands and like wear your own panties, America. For real, do that. Lastly, make sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple. Uh, you can find our bi-weekly podcasts on all major podcast platforms. I'm uncomfortable with the panties. This has been an MVP podcast. My Village Productions.